0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast! Sorry, I just had to try something new. It just wasn't... It, it, it's not gonna stick. <laughs> it is episode 111, and it is August 1st. I love when our numbers work out like that. Episode 111 on the 1st. It's just all 1s today.
1: Yeah. You're number 1. Seeing 1s. <laughs> uh we have ryan barrett what's happening
0: everybody i'm jake jennifer is off uh following the the national treasure trail she's she's crisscrossing the united states on her own little personal Nicolas cage adventure uh where's she where's she after the alamo maybe i don't know what are some of those out west (laughs) so many out west you know famous monuments Pretty much after you get past South Dakota, you start running out of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hope everybody out there is doing well. Ryan, how has the last week been for you?
1: It's been great. It's been really busy. We uh, rolled out a new menu at my Ooh. restaurant, um, which there's like several new items, a, mm-hmm. a few new items. But for the most part, it's just a lot of things got... You know, little tweaks, um, and it was, and we did a new like our menu physically changed a lot.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Um, since the beginning of COVID, we've been doing, um, you know, a big one sheet paper menu. Yep. Um, and even before that, we we were doing those that same style of menu where it's like place a placemat sort of you know and it's just a ton for the amount of food we have on our menu which is a lot it um it's a lot of shit squeezed onto a small place you know um and so we finally decided to go to a three-page menu so it's like you know you open it up and it's like page one is breakfast stuff page two is appetizers and soups and salads page three is sandwiches whatever you know Um. Thank you, because I've
0: never been to a restaurant before. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it,
1: but yeah, it uh, it definitely is a lot more appealing to the eyes. You know, it's it's a little bit more, you know,
0: and it's, it's such it's a big it's undertaking. More well laid out. It is, yeah. I mean, you you um, really. I mean, because that's that's the thing. You know, especially with the, today's markets and the way you know prices are constantly changing, you gotta you gotta really decide on on your your margins and your prices because you you can't be reprinting menus every two months that's not yeah yeah that's not feasible but so it went well
1: it went great yeah i think everything so far you know very few hitches mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of things we're going to need to change but we'll probably roll with these for a couple of weeks here mm-hmm. and then try to make something that will uh you know last for the next couple of months but great um but yeah that went well um then yesterday i i bartended a big uh fundraiser event okay um and that was super fun it was you know a lot of the best chefs in the twin cities um and it was just a a huge event and i had a blast um you know, being behind the bar with a bunch of mm-hmm. old industry peers that I haven't hung out with in a while. So it, it was really fun, and it was all, you know, for a good cause, and we raised a lot of money um, for um, reproductive rights. Um, and, yeah, it was a, a really good time. So Cool. So, um, unfortunately, um, we... It's been kind you know, because it's been such a busy week. Yep. Haven't really gotten a ton of um, content in. No new movies this week. No we new are, movies. Gotcha. We are going to go see Argo um, Fuck Yourself? Yes, we're going to go see Argo <laughs> Fuck Yourself, which is the uh, movie within the movie in Argo, um, starring John Goodman and Alan Arkin. Um, no, we're gonna go see um, what is it called? Vengeance. Okay. Tonight, gotcha. which is the new kind of dark comedy noir, uh, starring B.J. Novak. Yes. And I believe I believe he like wrote and directed it too, or you know. Yep.
0: That, uh, I, I think it was a feature directorial debut. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, but it looks really good. It kind of it reminds me from the trailer of like some of those like late 90s um, indie uh dark comedies um where, we'll talk you know, about they're, one later <laughs> they're you know violent and there's some like mystery and um but you know they're still really funny and they're quirky you know
0: yeah
1: um, that definitely kind of seems like the vibe so I'm excited to see it. Um I wish that we would have seen it before the podcast so I could tell you more about it, but <laughs> okay. that'll have to wait. That'll have to wait till next week. Um I did so we're now a few weeks into Big Brother and The Challenge, okay. which are like, you know, two of my two favorite of shows. Big Brother is a little so-so this year. Not one of my favorite seasons so far. Um The Challenge on the other hand has been incredible. Um, this is the first season that it's on CBS um, mm-hmm. and it's like a whole new format. Previously, it's always been on MTV and it's always <laughs> kind of the same people recycled on there every season, all like MTV real world people. Um, <laughs> Now it's, you know, all people from Love Island, Big Brother, Survivor mm-hmm. and Amazing Race. And it's, Fucking phenomenal it's so good um and i really really look forward to it coming out every week so that's been really cool if you're not watching it um this is you know you don't need to have previous knowledge of the challenge at all to to enjoy this you can just jump right in jump into the challenge uh, episode one of this season the challenge usa challenge Um, yourself
0: to the challenge
1: yes exactly (laughs) um i also listened to um pardon me one of my favorite one of my favorite podcasts episodes that i've heard in a long time and you know i think with podcasts with shows with movies a lot of it has to do with kind of like the mood you're in right and you know whatever what you're doing at the time and i think especially podcasts because a lot of times you're like doing other things Mm -hmm. at the time um and you know I was, when I listened to this, I was closing and it was after a busy night at the restaurant and I was just, you know, cleaning up, getting everything ready to go for the night. And I started this episode of The Big Picture, um, one of the Ringers uh, movie podcasts. Mm -hmm. And they do, um, you know, I'd say maybe... Six times a year or something like that. Five or six times a year, they'll do a movie draft mm-hmm. where they, um, they'll they pick a year. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they'll have a guest on, and usually it'll be somebody from the Ringer world. You know, somebody who, who hosts a different podcast on the Ringer yep. or something like that. Um, but they'll pick a year like 2006, and they'll do a movie draft. And it's just like, you know, fantasy football style where it mm-hmm. goes, you know one to four then four to one one you know and you have to fill out a roster of like categories so it'll be like so they actually do categories yep you need a blockbuster an oscar nominee or an oscar Mm -hmm. winner a uh a horror movie a comedy an action movie whatever you know so there's some like strategy going into it because you know they have a list of every movie that came out and you kind of know where it's shallow and where it's deep and whatever. Um, anyway, it's always, they're they're always fun listens. Right. But the last episode, um, they did a movie draft of 1987, which I think is the oldest one they've ever done. Okay. Um, and they had on, they had on as their guests, Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery screenwriter. Mm -hmm. Um, who they have been friends since they were like in their early twenties yep. and they both worked at this, you know, indie video store in LA together when they were kids, essentially, you know? Um, and so they have a great vibe together. They actually just started doing a podcast together. Okay. Um, and it was one of the most fun times I've had listening to a podcast that I can remember. Right on. Um, it, is I mean, you know, nineteen eighty seven is kind of old, so there's a lot of stuff that I wasn't familiar with. But just hearing Quentin Tarantino, especially, you know, wax poetic about <laughs> some of these movies that he loved from that age, and especially talk shit about other people's picks, yeah, um, was really great. And same with Roger Avery. And Roger Avery kept like a diary of all of his you know, reviews of the movies back then. Mm-hmm. And he it was so funny hearing the reviews of this, like, super pretentious film snob in his, like, early 20s. And, like, they were talking <laughs> about the movie uh, Baby Boom. Okay. <laughs> and and he said, the the print looks like it was dipped in piss. <laughs> like, talking <laughs> about the, the copy or the, the film transfer. Yeah. Uh, which I just thought was so funny and, like... So pretentious, um, but it uh really really fun, cool episode. So highly recommend checking that out. Um, and lastly, I know this is on your list too, but that's okay. Um, we we watched the first three episodes now of the rehearsal, which is just mind blowing. Like, it is one, one of the best shows of the year and <laughs> just hilarious and so wild, weird, yeah, meta. But absolutely hilarious.
0: Yeah, Nathan. So that's Nathan Fielder's new show on HBO. Previously of Nathan for You, where he also one dang, of my favorite shows. Yes, a great show. They, uh, originally on Comedy Central, right? Yep. It's uh, streaming on HBO now. Also, that that also is.
1: One. Oh, interesting. That's good to know.
0: Um. Yeah. Whereas in that he it was more focused on on uh, helping businesses. Whereas the rehearsal is is literally. Uh, people needing to do something or trying to test something and so he literally uh, builds these grand uh set pieces so that people can rehearse what they need to do and he helps them he hires actors and yeah these first three episodes have been something else for sure um yeah and you know, uh, again, there's there's plenty of other dis- discussion to to have, uh, you know, is he taking advantage of these people? Are they taking advantage of themselves?
1: Um, the, are they in on the, the jo- you know, the, there was one moment so far in this um, where I was a little bit like oh was that too far yeah and it was it, it involved the the grandpa in the woods <laughs> yeah. with the gold you know what i'm talking about yep. uh it was, I, th- yeah. I was like ooh, that's a little extreme You're right but um other than that um you know i i think it's so all in good fun and yeah and you know it's kind of a grand experiment and um, I I just think it's so brilliant that it's totally worth any sort of deception or whatever <laughs> that that's involved. The um, I loved my my favorite scene, um, without you know spoiling anything too much, um, is when, uh, Nathan is trying to prepare this guy unknowingly for the round of trivia that he's going to play right so throughout the day he's just implanting him with all these facts yep that, that he knows are going to be in the trivia game uh yeah that is too funny
0: yeah it really well thought out and just you know it. yeah uh definitely a high recommend from me also um uh, yeah rehearsal on hbo max uh also so you you brought up uh you know kind of those late 90s weirder violent movies um you might be surprised to hear i had never seen uh up until yesterday uh boondock saints Mm. so uh, Um, does that does that fall into that category for you
1: not exactly. Just because I feel like I mean, it, it is violent. Enough. It is violent. It is late '90s. It is indie, but it's just I don't. It's not a comedy. I don't think. Right. I,
0: well, it's a, it's a dark comedy. It's a you know. It's, is it? It's intentionally. You know, you have these extreme characters. Um, don't forget Willem Dafoe as the FBI agent. And so. um...
1: You've quick never confession. seen Food <laughs> I've never seen Food Doc Saints. I, I tried to watch it um, like a, maybe five years ago or something. Okay. And I got like 10 minutes in and I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> like, I'm sure it was really cool in the late 2000 or in the late 90s when it came out. It was like, oh, this is like groundbreaking, cool, whatever. And when I tried to watch it, I was like, this seems really dated. And I, I don't know. I just didn't. It, it was hard for me to uh to get in on but
0: I um I think you should give it a second chance okay get, get, get 20 minutes in this time at least <laughs> Heard. i would i was surprised also though I feel like it's i feel like it's one of those movies that is uh you know it's uh definitely well regarded by the same type of people who don't understand fight club and love fight club. yes you know you... <laughs> yeah but after watching it yesterday i did not i did not get that i'm like this wh- why i don't think they're understanding this movie correctly <laughs> yeah so um yeah uh, soft recommendation there for for boondock saints if you've never seen it and so Give it another shot. Um, August 1st is a fun, interesting day. Again, like I said, you were kind of uh, alluding to what I I thought was going to be decent talking points for me. So MTV turns 41 today. And now no longer. The the challenge is now over on CBS. But um, go go ahead.
1: I'm older than MTV (laughs) by like six months. Yeah.
0: Um, that's wild but i that
1: that's one of the things that i always think of when i think of my birth year of 1981 is it was (laughs) the same year mtv launched well so
0: we i i didn't grow up with cable um so didn't get to watch mtv regularly but the when I think of early MTV, the one video that always stands out for me is the Sledgehammer video, and how oh, much yeah. at the, how much at the time I hated it. <laughs> uh-huh. no, that was uh, a big one. Yeah. Do Do you have one like the, the, you know, not obviously not the first video that you ever saw, but one that really stands out from that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch because I watched MTV a lot as a kid. Of course. You um, did. weirdly, the one that like I really remember vividly watching a lot that there's a couple I, mm-hmm. I would say i'm gonna give you two okay. and it's weird because neither of these are like giant hits um one of them is here comes the rain again by the eurythmics oh yeah um and the video it's like annie lennox like kind of you know it's kind of a melodramatic uh evening sort of thing where she has like a lantern and she's like running through a creek or something so
0: it's very annie lennox
1: it's very accurate, <laughs> yes. Um, and um, the other one that I remember very vividly, and I'm leaving out, you know, Thriller, and some oh, of yeah, the obvious, yeah. beat it. Yeah. But um, the other one I remember from a very early age is You Might Think by The Cars. Oh, okay. I do not um, remember that one. That uh, There's Rick O'Kasic. Is a fly in the video? Like (laughs) it's his head on the body of a fly. (laughs) And
0: I probably would have hated that too.
1: That's the main thing I remember, and I remember. (laughs) I mean, I loved the video as a kid, but I mean, it makes sense because you know the cars are very catchy pop music, and it also, um, you know, seeing a human head on a fly body is (laughs) pretty cool, And, and I'm sure now it's like. It looks like really terrible, you know, early 80s proto-animation kind of stuff, like computer animation. But it was very cool when I was, you know, three, four years old. I'm guessing that's where Bono
0: got the idea to do that song, The Fly. I'm sure it is, yeah.
1: <laughs> he was like, brilliant! Brilliant! I've got it. The edge. <laughs>
0: Dude, the edge. Like, come in... come come into my room so I can tell you my idea.
1: <laughs> in seven years, let's make a song called "The Fly."
0: <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure this one it probably hits a little closer. Uh, it's, it would have been Jerry Garcia's 80th birthday today. Wow. Uh, fa- favorite Grateful Dead song.
1: Too tough. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as like, I. Friend, friend of the, of the devil. <laughs> devil is my favorite like studio song you know um but as far as like you know live songs oh yeah. i don't really i wouldn't say i really have a favorite there's so many like you know it kind of depends on the version you know yeah um but i really love i mean there's a lot of you know yeah yeah i don't know It's too hard as far as, like, other stuff. But, I mean, talking about Jerry Garcia, um, Friend of the Devil is definitely, you know. It's got to be up there. Yeah. Up there,
0: yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, I was interested to learn that both the Burning Love uh, from Elvis Presley and Witchy Woman from the Eagles came out uh, at the same time 50 years ago on this day. Both released on August 1st.
1: Wow, that's wild. I would have thought Burning Love was older.
0: Same. Yeah, I didn't realize. It was one of his you know, last big big hits, but uh, yeah, 50 years ago. And then now, uh, maybe... Oh, go ahead.
1: Was it a hunk of hunk of Burning Love?
0: Uh, it, well, originally he, he, he was like... Uh, he wanted to go with a chunk of chunk of Burning Love, but he's like, uh, working, you know, Doesn't everybody thinks I'm fat. Let's go with hunk <laughs> instead.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's try to use some, uh, more positive imagery. Like <laughs> <Right? Hunk.
0: laughs> let's not, let's not, uh, influence what everybody sees. He goes,
1: how does beefcake, beefcake, burning love sound?
0: <laughs> how does five gallons of burning love sound? Maybe we should just go with a hunk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Witchy Woman, though you know, to tell you the truth, I am I'm, I'm a fan of the Eagles. I like some of their stuff. Um, <laughs> not a big fan of Witchy Woman. No, and see that'd
0: be no. one that I, I I do like, and not a big fan of their some of their other stuff. Okay, so this movie has to fall into um, the uh, late '90s, violent indie, but still funny. Um, 25th anniversary today of the release. There's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> Airbud, twenty five years ago today. Wow! Kicking off, uh, just so many, so many franchise hits. In yeah. that one. Wow. Air Congrats, Airbud Golden Golden Receiver. Yeah. <laughs> I um, don't. I oh, go. I. Ahead. I've,
1: I wonder. I feel. I. I know. I've. Seen this before, I feel like there's more... I know Golden Receiver was like a popular sequel. Yep. I feel like there's like five or six of them, though.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I They kept that dog working. Yeah. <laughs> that dog is now the 10th richest person in Hollywood.
1: <laughs> um, unfor- hold unfor- on. You go ahead. One second. I, I'm going to look this up on IMDb <laughs> just because I really want to... Okay, so there's Airbud, Airbud Golden Receiver, um, Airbud seventh inning fetch. <laughs> nice. Airbud World Pup. That's the soccer <laughs> one. Okay. Oh, th- are... this is this is where they start kinda running dry. Airbuds <laughs> Airbud Spikes Back, the volleyball <laughs> volleyball movie.
0: <laughs> oh, tell me there's a hockey one.
1: I don't see a hockey one.
0: Well, yeah, cuz hockey doesn't take place in the air.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, not like baseball. <laughs> well, um, you know, there's a the funny thing though, and I I tried to watch one of these um because I've heard these movies are like hilariously bad, but mm-hmm. have you heard of Air Buddies? Yes. Um, I know there's like Those are really fucking wild. Well, and then that
0: spun off into Santa Buddies, right? Yeah, yep. There's like Santa Buddies. There's like space Space Buddies.
1: (laughs) There's Halloween Buddies or something like that, where it's like a horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) Only, only to be rescued by six
0: cute dogs.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, Oh man.
1: Yeah, that's wild.
0: I mean, that's a lot of work for some golden retrievers
1: yep yep Got yeah terminal. they finally after uh airbud spikes back uh <laughs> un- unfortunately uh he passed away but luckily before he
0: uh he sired
1: 30 children brought in a bunch of a bunch of new airbuds <laughs> and they were able to uh, form a new franchise.
0: We should we should get a team and just call them the AirBuds, give them yeah. really hairy jerseys. I'm in. <laughs> uh, let's quick get into our current tournament today. It has gotten uh, extremely exciting here towards the end. So right now, uh, today's matchup while we're recording, we have uh, Minority Report uh, currently losing twenty three to thirty to a few good men, um, but this one's been back and forth all day. Um, what, what do you think here with the, with the, these two tough decisions? I split my,
1: I split my vote. Um, this was a really hard one. My first, you know, what's funny is my first instinct was a few good men. Yep. And then I thought about it for a few minutes and I was like, mm, no minority Report. So I, I ended up putting one on a few good men and two on minority report. It, yeah. And released exactly 10 years
0: apart, uh, Minority Report Tom Cruise was 40 A uh, Few Good Men He was 30 He does not look Any different In either I mean except for the quality Of the film uh, Shooting you know Actual Except film, for the, the quality people. Of the special effects No but he looks exactly A Few Good Men the,
1: C- the CGI in A Few Good Men Is horse shit <laughs> You could tell they were putting
0: peanut butter in Nicholson's mouth and just voicing it over. <laughs> it was a real Air situation. situation. <laughs> um, our other other Tom Cruise matchup tomorrow, uh, Top Gun uh, up against Jerry Maguire. Now Top Gun, it, we kind of expected it to be here, but it has struggled the entire way. Is Jerry Maguire the film that finally takes it out, or is Top Gun going to the to the semis?
1: I think Jerry Maguire is probably gonna win. You think? Uh, I I think it's a more beloved movie. I don't think people. I mean, like you said, Top Gun's kind of been struggling. I don't think Top Gun has much has as much love as you would think, especially from our demographic. You know? Yeah. I think it's kind of more beloved by like Gen Xers. You know, um, guys guys who play volleyball in jeans. Exactly, or guys who play offense defense football. <laughs>
0: Come on um, now, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, between between these four, who do you think's going to the championship?
1: Ah, uh, boy. So I think it's going to be a few good men versus Jerry Maguire, and I kind of think it's going to be Jerry Maguire.
0: Wow. I, it is. It's iconic. I mean, but both of them, you know. Semi-quotable, maybe two lines from A Few Good Men, maybe four lines from Jerry Maguire, but
1: they definitely yeah, I stick. Mean, they they both, honestly, I mean, A Few Good Men has one of the most famous lines in the history of movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jerry Maguire literally has four of the most famous lines in the history of movies. I mean, show me the money, That's, you had that... me at hello, you complete me. Um, th- I feel like there's another one I'm missing. There is. Um, did, you,
0: did you know the human head weighs eight pounds?
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't okay. put that in the same category. <laughs> um, and one of the most famous fuck scenes. Yeah. Yeah and that in that scene there's also one of the most famous lines um fuck me jerry <laughs> one of the classic lines
0: and... repeated repeated later by da- Larry David in Curb enthusiasm fuck yeah, me yeah. jerry <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep classic classic curb moment <laughs> um,
0: yeah you're right that movie is it's it's a it's a sex scene in 4 four lines that everybody remembers and there's nothing else in it okay (laughs) there's there's, there's some good there's
1: some good football
0: (laughs) i don't know um and uh uh what's his name from stand by me uh jerry
1: jerry o'connell jerry o'connell jay moore jay moore
0: okay you talked me into it jerry mcguire on the tom cruise side uh we have our Um, semi oh go ahead
1: um God, I'm totally drawing a blank on her name. She hosted the Oscars a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um God. Uh she what? plays Rod Tidwell's wife. Oh, Regina King. Regina King, yes. Yeah. Thank you. No,
0: that's all good. I mean, and it, also... It's an
1: all star cast. Obviously Cuba. Is
0: yeah <laughs> no the we're gonna use Cuba actor, for man. Cuba
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: uh so yeah over on the Nicolas cage side our semifinal is set uh, a little surprising to me but we have uh the rock versus raising Arizona here wild right yeah I, I mean in 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 the semis for cage it was it was literally raising Arizona and those three other you know 96 97 97. Yep. Boom, boom, face boom. Face-off, B- Con Air. Face-off, Con Air. I could not believe I, when I found out that uh, Con Air was directed by the same guy that directed the Rick Astley Never Gonna Give You Up
1: video. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Oh, my God.
0: I'm, I'm an idiot, kidding. I guess. I, I, I didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> original, I just found out now. The, the original I, I, Rick Roller.
1: <laughs> I was literally today years old when I found that <laughs> And now, uh, that's gonna live rent free in my head. <laughs> uh, I
0: know you're probably pulling for Arizona or raising Arizona. Oh, right, that's what, right.
1: like if that goes to the finals, if that wins this whole thing, I'm gonna be the happiest motherfucker on this side of the equator. Well, like, and I think oh, go ahead. I mean, it's just such a, you know, I I'm, I can't believe that it made it this far. <laughs> Um, but that's, it's bananas. I can't believe it. And I'm also though, I'm a little disappointed that The Rock beat Con Air. Really? Yeah. I was really pulling for Conair too. I mean, the Con is the one that I would have guessed would be in the okay. championship. I mean, it was super close. Yeah. But, but. I, and obviously I haven't seen The Rock in a long time. I'm not a big Sean Connery fan, so. Oof dropping bombs here
0: yeah speaking of bombs they had one in the rock or missiles yeah, close <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the little green those little green balls too
1: <laughs> uh
0: well and the thing that is so surprising to me is when you know when we started this tournament looking at it it felt like it was definitely weighted heavier to the tom cruise side but now that we're down to these few movies it I think it's completely up in the air. And like you said, Raising Arizona might take this whole thing. I, I honestly think whoever comes out on the Nicolas Cage side has a really good chance
1: of, of taking yeah. this whole thing. Much yep. beloved. I, yep, yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting.
0: I read a story today. Uh, Nicholas uh, he, Apparently he's told this story on Letterman before, but uh, claims he did mushrooms with his cat once.
1: Nicholas Gage? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's animal abuse. <laughs>
0: no, no. So what happened is the, the cat got them, or he had them in the fridge, and the cat. And so since the cat had consumed some, he said, "Well, I'm not going to make him go through this alone," <laughs> and just just played catch up. Hmm. He he also uh, took over the PA system of a plane and pretended to be the pilot, and and, and the they did not like that. Uh, the crew didn't like that and had to you know, remove the uh, microphone from his hand. But in addition, uh, Charlie Sheen was on the plane at the same time with an eight ball taped to his ankle. <laughs> so he wow. really didn't like that because he thought he was going to get in trouble. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun end to that tournament. Um, uh, I will agree with you. I'm going to I'm going
1: to pick Rays in Arizona to win it also. I, I, and you know what? I, I don't Think necessarily that raising Arizona is going to win it all. I think it'll probably be whatever comes out of the Tom Cruise side. Okay. Um. Although I think The Rock has a chance if yep. that makes it. Um. But, I think I mean looking at this whole thing, not only do I think Raising Arizona is the best movie of the bunch, I think that Raising Arizona, I think that Nicolas Cage in Raising Arizona is the best performance of these six movies. Right on. Another interesting fact, uh Raising Arizona was in the nineteen eighty seven movie draft. Oh yeah. Uh picked third overall okay. in that uh in that draft. But um but yeah. Uh
0: interesting, interesting. And I can't believe that the rock, the movie, and the rock, the wrestler, debuted at the same time. Nothing? I thought you were a wrestling guy. Okay. Never heard of him. <laughs> um, so, our next uh, tournament, we, you know, we we love our teachers. Jen's a teacher. We're getting to back-to-school time. I'm not trying to make it feel like summer's over. But um, we're going to talk about our favorite pop culture teachers. And this, it should be interesting to see how we kind of narrow this down. Because there's a lot, are, are we... How are you feeling? Do you want to go with specifically people actually have to be teachers or, you know, does does somebody like uh, Yoda? Yoda or yeah. uh, Mr. Miyagi qualify?
1: I think both of them should qualify.
0: Okay. But
1: I don't know. I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to see how many people we have. <laughs> right. You know, if, if we can fill up a bracket that, you know, look... look um, you know, using, yeah, you know, kind of quote-unquote teachers, rooms. then, yep. you know, we'll see. Um,
0: Maybe maybe we should put some finger quote marks in, in yeah, the logo yeah. for this one.
1: <laughs> People yeah, will yeah. understand it then. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I think that both Mr. Miyagi and Yoda would be favorites in this, if we did include right. them, I—I
0: um, I mean, I am looking at like educators. I think we'll definitely include Mr. Belding. I mean, he is the mm-hmm. principal, but he's still a an educator. Um, did you have any favorite teachers growing up? Do you have any teachers that really stuck out for you?
1: Yeah, it was real, weird. I real was, life. I was thinking about this today, um, and it's funny. Like most of my favorite teachers were. I, I had a few teachers I really liked later, like mm-hmm. in high school, but for the most part, when I think about the teachers I loved the most, it was all like pre fifth grade, you know. Okay. <laughs> um, my I think my favorite teacher ever was in fourth grade. Uh, his name was Dave Jones,
0: <laughs> and that's a made up name. Yeah,
1: and but he uh <laughs> he he wanted the kids to call him Dave. Okay. And he had. Like, Did he go on to start a jam band? <laughs> maybe. But he had um he had kind of curly hair and okay. he would he had like a ponytail in the back that was like a puff. You know, it wasn't okay. like an actual ponytail. It was like a you know I, I don't even know. Early man bun. Yeah, yeah. Early the <laughs> the back back of the head man bun kind of thing. The Very prequel to bottom. man bun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and but yeah he and he had like one earring and he was just very cool and like all the kids loved him and he was really funny and fun and whatever so that's the first one that comes to mind but right um nice yeah i mean there's definitely i feel like um uh all the teachers who were involved in like fine arts i generally really liked. Exa- yeah. like yeah like um you know English speech, uh, film, stuff like that. I generally really liked.
0: Yeah, I had a I had an AV teacher, and he was a, I mean a, just a giant dork, but he grew up you know he put himself through college working at video stores, so just definitely a fun movie nerd to to talk to. And so yeah, we 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 love our teachers, and we will be saluting them over. The next few weeks. Um, that's all I got for this week for for one eleven. What? Uh, anything else uh, from no, you? Nothing for me. One eleven on the first. All right. Well, for everybody out there in the pop tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop pop. Bye, friends. <laughs>
1: I'm a baby.